Good morning. I am Julie Jones, and it is time for another edition of Community Corner on this Sunday morning. And with me today, I have Dr. Kreuter. He is the medical director for the Male Blood Donor Program. Good morning. Good morning, Julie. Thanks for having me. So glad to see you. And you also have one of your co-workers here with you, Kim Schmidt, a familiar voice here uh, on the Community Corner show. She is a recruitment coordinator, one of them. And good morning. Good morning, Julie. So nice to be back. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to start with you, Dr. Kreuter, and uh, last month it was a big month. It was National Blood Month, so that was exciting. A lot of awareness created, hopefully, for you and other blood banks all over the United States and and America in general. Absolutely. It was fantastic for us to take a time, take a month, and really reflect back and and thank our blood donors for coming in and donating. Uh, This is something that we can't have. uh, We don't have a blood if people aren't coming in and donating. There's no substitute. We can't manufacture these cells. Mm -hmm. So we're really dependent upon our communities. Right. And I always say if it was your family, you'd want to have it available. So I know, Kim, you have a personal story with that. So we'll chat about that a little bit later. Uh, But Dr. Kreuter, why don't you tell us a little bit about something that's happened that's this month now in February, and we want to bring people awareness about it and uh, tell them what it is. Thanks. So this month, you know, it's Black History Month. Reflecting on that, this is a time for us to reiterate our message that we really need to engage our communities, our minority communities that we have, uh, because our patients that are in our hospital, uh, they are very diverse, and uh, mm-hmm. our community of blood donors needs to be equally diverse to meet those needs. So just a couple interesting facts. So thinking back to some of these differences, we've got the uh, Beijing Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chinese population is 100% of uh, Chinese virtually are RH positive. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the European uh, background folks, there's about 85% RH positive. Mm-hmm. That means there's about 15% of us, myself included, who are RH negative, and there's mm. this too, okay. and we're about uh, so in China. There's virtually very little RH negative blood, so they actually had to import blood oh in order my. to have blood available for the different athletes that were coming from mm-hmm. around the world and, and different tourists that were coming in for that event. Interesting. So we're helping people everywhere. Exactly. Yes. And the other thing that kind of points out some of these differences, if you were to look at now focusing on, on the black community, there's a disease, sickle cell disease, that is uh, somewhat prevalent in the African-American community. And uh, if you were looking at uh, Caucasian blood donors, only about 1% of them are going to be matched when we look at how the surface of their red cells for these patients that need very much matched blood. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a real logistical challenge to be able to meet the needs of a, the black patient, sickle cell patient, with uh, you know Caucasian uh, donor blood. And so we really need a uh, very multi uh, cultural, very uh, ethnically diverse donor population coming in so that we can meet these needs. Absolutely. So we want to invite everybody to come down and and, uh, talk to you at the blood bank. How are they going to, is that what you're asking them to come down and and give blood here locally, right? Oh, most definitely. Yes. We have uh, two locations at um, Mayo Clinic Blood Donor Program. Our two centers are located, one at the Hilton building on the first floor, right off of 2nd Street and 2nd Avenue, Southwest. And, um, and another location is out in the Joseph Building at St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. And so okay. those are our two set locations. We're open Monday through Friday, and we can go over the hours a little bit later. But uh, those are 
Open for you, uh, day hours, mm -hmm. uh, Monday through Friday. Sounds good. All right, Dr. Croyder, and we want to continue talking about that a little. Sorry, uh, mm -hmm. anything else that uh, we want to just educate people about about this month and the special program that we're doing, that you are doing at Mayo? Sure. So we're reiterating this message, and this is because all the different uh, ethnic groups that we have represented in our community, everybody mm -hmm. has something special uh, that they can contribute uh, to our blood donor um, pool so that we've got an inventory for our patients. Uh, this is something where it, it's it's uh, we're trying to reach out this message, but also we have our own challenges that we need to work with, such as making sure that we've got interpreters uh, available, for example, when uh, Spanish-speaking uh, members of our community uh, come to donate blood. There's certain things that we're trying to do to make it easier. We're trying mm -hmm. to get out into our community. And so, actually, Kim's got some nice information about we're having a mobile blood drive out at our uh, STEM uh, school uh, later this month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. STEM Academy is, is um, hosting one of our blood drives for our community and would like to extend the invitation for your participation listening audience. Um, it is uh, planned from 8.30 to 3 p.m. on Thursday, February 23rd. All right. Now, you can either walk in or um, more preferably for us so that we can better equip our donors in um, anticipation of mm -hmm. you coming and joining. Uh, we would love for you to pre-register um, so that we can account for you and look forward to seeing you and serving you that day. Sounds wonderful. That's great. And hopefully we'll get some uh, more people aware of what's going on and come to that event that night. What's the date again on that, Kim? It's Thursday, February 23rd, and it's a day hour, um, 8.30 to 10.30, we'll be collecting blood. Our techs then take a um, mandatory break for their lunch mm -hmm. uh, from 10.30 to noon, but then we'll start collecting again at noon and go until 3 p.m. Okay, wonderful. All right, Dr. Kreuter, what else did we want to talk about that this this for this month? Well, I definitely wanted to hit make uh, make listeners aware that we are uh, have a blog that we're running now, mm -hmm. our blood donor center. So that uh, blog address uh, is connect.mayoclinic.org slash pages and then you'll see our icon for our blood donor program they can click on this and it actually we're demonstrating what our inventory is oh. of the various different blood types uh, what we have what percentage are we at right now so that we can communicate uh, more easily with our community about what our needs are and we're mm. certainly going to be working to uh, put additional information uh, stories patient stories donor stories as well as highlight some of the uh, science around uh, blood donation and blood transfusion uh, for our community. That's wonderful. So it really, it's kind of nice to see those stories and know uh, when you're going down and donating and to see how it really affects people in their lives. Absolutely. I mean, this, this need is constant, which makes this message really challenging. Uh, it, it makes uh, events like this where we're on the radio talking and reminding people about the, the need, uh, really a necessity to refresh mm -hmm. this constant message. Absolutely. All right, Kim, what else did we want to chat about here? Do we want to talk about some of the blood bank in general? Or Dr. Kreuter, did you have more uh, of a message that you wanted to give right now at this time? Well, just want to talk about, uh, I think that it's it's a very, we're trying to make it uh, easy for people to donate. Mm -hmm. So, for example, what's probably easiest for our community at our fixed site is to come to our Hilton building location. So that's at the corner of uh, 2nd uh, Street and 2nd Avenue Southwest. There's a parking lot right across the street from it uh, mm -hmm. that we have reserved 
parking for our blood donors. So you drive up to that parking lot and there's going to be a uh, restricted sign. You just go right past that restricted sign and you'll see some blue plaques uh, designating, I think we do, how many, Kim, how many uh, parking spots do we have? I believe uh, 11 to 13 spots nice. designated specifically for donors down That's at the nice. Hilton. Makes it easy and uh, convenient for you. So they, you guys try to make it as user friendly as you can, I know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So it's just a 50 foot walk across mm -hmm. the way. When people actually come in and donate, there's going to be a couple steps, probably soups to nuts. It takes about mm -hmm. uh, an hour uh, mm -hmm. to donate. So people come in, answer uh, a few questions, uh, get a quick uh, physical. We want to make sure that it's safe mm -hmm. for uh, the donors to donate blood and we also want to make sure that it's safe that patients receive their blood there's sometimes things like uh, oftentimes this time of year I come down with a little cold yeah uh, which I'm gonna fare through that just fine but I have to remember that that blood is going to be going to a patient that may not have an immune system at this right. point in time That's and so recovering, yeah. you know we really take this charge of uh, of working uh, as guardians to make sure that there is a uh, completely safe uh, inventory of blood for our patients so so after those initial steps, that's when we actually do the collection. It only takes about 10 or 15 minutes to collect that blood when we're talking about whole blood donation, which mm -hmm. is what we're commonly uh, doing. Uh, and then afterwards, we've got uh, salty snacks. We mm -hmm. got some uh, chips. We've, we've got our legendary blood donor cookies. I know. They're um, like the size of a hubcap. <laughs> <laughs> like, hubcap cookies. I, I know. Like I like I'm like, you brought one in for me last time, I think. And uh, I was like, wow, this is like enough for four people. Mm -hmm. I tell you the funny thing. That's what thing. my dietitian at Mayo would tell me anyway. <laughs> That's why I opted for the gift of your water bottle today. Yes. When you, yeah, yes. I'll make a special trip and drop off some cookies to you someday. I love my water bottle. I needed that more than a cookie today. Thank you. You read funny, my mind. Funny thing is, we actually spend just about as much time monitoring our cookie inventory <laughs> as our blood inventory. Well, people look forward to them. And after they do give blood, they do need a little something to get them uh, back and going there. So, exactly. yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I may interject, Absolutely. it's just come to mind right now that this is the second week of the month. And so this Thursday, um, we do have our late night draw at the Hilton building. And that occurs 12 times a year. Every second Thursday, you can count on the Hilton building being open until 7 p.m., mm. whereby those of you who might have difficulty in getting there during your scheduled shifts at work and things, saying, I just don't have time for this. Um, to come on in on that late night, and, mm -hmm. and uh, we will be there for you. I have an interesting story, actually, that um, one of our donors gave us permission to share. I love it. Um, on our Facebook page the other day, and <clears throat> excuse me, she was uh, coming in, and she said, I'd received a number of calls from your, and I call them affectionately, our smilers and dialers. Oh, I like that. Our call team that is going to call on those donors that are eligible again. And, and they kept calling her and calling her, and as as all of us, our schedules are busy, and she kept saying, you know, try me again in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I really want to get there, but long story short, she came in the other day, and one of the techs came to tap me and said, you got, you got to hear this gal's story. She was coming in the day that she was leaving for her wedding, but she said, I wanted to donate Aww. before I get married this Sunday because I know you've been calling, and I know this is important. Aww. So we thanked her graciously, and what we wish... What a beautiful story. She oh. just had it on her list that she was promised she was going to do it and she right. felt better about herself that way i can understand that that's right. beautiful so happy wedding congratulations Kristen. what a beautiful bride what a beautiful soul too yeah. i love that um, wonderful neat story so uh dr carter you said you might have had a couple little stories about uh, the blood bank too do you have one that you'd like to share that stands out in your mind uh, at all or 
Well, I, I think one of the things that sticks out in my mind, too, is... Uh, Constantly we have, I mean, playing a role, I also play a role in uh, the transplant uh, oh. program at, at Mayo Clinic, mm -hmm. so our solid organ and bone marrow transplant. And I also have a lot of interest in, in trauma care. And so uh, some things that, that kind of come to mind for me are, uh, I see it constantly, these, these struggles come up, and, and you never anticipate it. We never know when uh, there's going to be a horrible accident uh, mm -hmm. in our community. Uh, we don't know when there's going to be um, a surgery, a transplant surgery that for all practical purposes looks like it's going to go smooth and, and then a challenge uh, arises where there's a lot of blood needed. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, and so you, you never plan for that. And, and, and it just highlights the point that the donors that came in last week, those are the donors that have given us blood so that we can meet that challenge. Uh, certainly uh, when tragedy strikes, we, we need donors to oftentimes, uh, you know, come in so we can replenish mm -hmm. some of our uh, inventory. But this, this challenge is, is um, it, it's, we can never really plan for this, and, and the needs are, are certainly there. And particularly in our trauma program, uh, not only are we uh, supporting our community needs, but at Mayo Clinic, we're really trying to push the envelope. We're trying to improve trauma care. So there are certain uh, products, uh, blood products or modifications that we're trying to do to see, does this help uh, trauma patients? Do patients, trauma patients do better when they receive these certain products? Mm -hmm. And so we're really trying to push the envelope, but that makes us even a little bit more dependent on that blood donor because if we're going to start uh, making manipulations and, and, and using a slightly altered product, we're going to need more donors to meet that need. Correct. Right. Yes. And the research that you guys do there is incredible. And you're always trying to, uh, I know that hands down Mayo Clinic, I've been there and they actually, uh, I had some surgery there and they took such good care of me. And I know they're always pushing the envelope to find better cures and do things better. So it's really amazing when you talk about that, that I never realized that that was going on. Neat. And, and that's stuff that we could not do if mm -hmm. we didn't have such a robust mm -hmm. uh, blood donor community here. Mm -hmm. If we were more uh, hand to mouth with regard to the blood inventory, we could not have the uh, leverage uh to uh, try some of these novel products out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, we just never know when there's going to be something that might happen in our area. For example, McNeilius, you know, had the big explosion out there about a month ago, and it uh, could have been a lot worse, I know, but people that were there did need certain things, and it could be could have been that there was more need for blood, so we have to always be prepared for emergencies and things. Like that. I tell you, uh, that I was, was actually, a bad deal that day. That I was scared, as you guys were. Actually, I was in the blood bank uh, that morning mm -hmm. uh, when that happened, and it um, it, it's that pride you you feel with a little bit of chills when mm -hmm. when that announcement comes out that uh, we're expecting to take care of a, a number of trauma patients uh, to come down to the blood bank within a matter of three minutes and mm -hmm. to see several coolers with uh, red cells, plasma, platelets, all set to go. And, and we got this push system ready to go. And, and this is because we've got this inventory. People have come in and donated these products that we can pull it off the shelf. And we don't have to ration mm -hmm. right. uh, these products mm -hmm. uh, at this point in time. That's absolutely wonderful. So your, your donating does definitely make a difference. And it made a big difference to some of those families or other families that have emergencies in this area. And you never know when it could be one of us someday. So 
Yes, thank you to everybody that does donate. What else did we want to touch on today? We have so many things that we wanted to talk about, but maybe one more thing, Dr. I think Carter, something that comes. Kim brought up, the, brought up our Facebook page, and mm-hmm. I think that's just another way. We're trying to engage and connect with our blood donor community. Uh, rather than it being, um, you know, we're sending out this message, sometimes you hear us on the radio, we really want to encourage uh, more of a constant conversation yes. back and forth. Uh, that's the rationale behind why we have our blog, and so we invite invite our community to come to our uh, blog page, mm-hmm. uh, which is at uh, connect.mayoclinic.org slash pages, and then you'll see our blood donor program icon. Another way to connect with us is through Facebook. So whatever way is easiest mm-hmm. uh, for you and works in with your life, uh, we'd really like to start engaging with you, whether you are a blood donor or some of our uh, greatest advocates are people who are, for various reasons, not eligible to donate themselves. Uh, uh, but are can help transmit our message when we do have needs at, at mm-hmm. times. So if you go yes. to Facebook uh, and search uh, Mayo Clinic Blood Donor um, Program, you will find our site on the Facebook. And if you like us, then our messages, when they come out, messages about uh, donor stories or recipient stories or other topics that come out, those will automatically then populate into your uh, Facebook feed. And I think that kind of highlights um, that this program of getting the message out is, is something Kim has done with our uh, Dream Team program. Mm-hmm. Kim, yeah, you want to say it? Yeah. Sure. The Dream Team was developed um, in an effort to put together um, employees initially, but now it's going into the community um, with those that are advocates for the blood donor program, but giving us their email so that when there is an urgent need, such as ONEG or AUPAS, Um, and we have an urgent need, obviously to push through an announcement in a newsletter is going to take about a week's time. Right. And then the need's going to be far gone. So um, this email distribution list currently consists of just over 500 individuals that are willing and able and um, waiting to receive those messages upon need and then disseminating that message to their their consensual colleagues, their mm-hmm. employees, their families, friends, anybody else that is on their email distribution mm-hmm. list just to help us get that message out there of our urgent need. That's wonderful. So yeah. anybody who wants to be on the Dream mm-hmm. Team, Dream Team stands oh. for Donor Recruitment Efforts across Mayo initially, but now we need to reach out to the community. So we're trying to think mm-hmm. of a, a community term for M. Yeah, that's powerful, though, when you talk about technology and things, those things, Uh uh, you know, even people sharing the message on Facebook, they share it to their 2,000 friends or 500 friends, they go, oh, you guys need this right now, and hey, I can go down there. That's amazing, It's it's really helpful. It's a point of pride, I think, for us that at Mayo Clinic, we've never had to cancel a surgery because of lack of having blood Mm -hmm. available. And so uh, this is because of these efforts like uh, Kim and, and our donor community that we have, uh, across our country still, uh, because when blood shortages hit, a number of hospitals have to cancel elective surgeries. Mm-hmm. And it's something we've always been able to uh, still provide blood for those surgeries. That's amazing. That is, I am so proud of that. That is 
that's definitely something to be proud of. Yeah, wow. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and one more thing I'd like to add is um, if you have a story, listening audience, that you would like to share um, that you feel would touch hearts mm-hmm. of those that are currently donors to encourage them to continue their donating to our inventory, or perhaps someone that would be touched by your story and your need for blood or someone that you love that has needed blood that has saved their life, sometimes that's all people need to hear is something that they can resonate in their own lives and say, you know, wow, what if that was me? Right. Or what would I do if that were my son or daughter? Um, right. Personally, that's why I'm such an advocate. And uh, so gung-ho about my recruitment role is because right before I interviewed for this job, my nephew was born and needed blood mm-hmm. um, the first few moments of his life. And he wouldn't be with us today um, if his blood weren't on hand right there and ready to give him. So when they interviewed me, they could hardly shut me up when oh. they said, how can you recruit? How can you how can mm-hmm. you reach people? And I was just broken to tears and said, you know, I my family wouldn't be as whole as we are today just moments ago, you know, or weeks ago when my little Dillinger needed blood. So Yes, and you have that personal experience and that passion, and you're grateful for those people oh. that had donated, so you want to give back. Absolutely, yeah. in any way I can. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay, Dr. Kreuter, we have this uh, event coming up at the STEM Academy again. We want to talk about that again really quick for somebody who might have just popped in their car here. That's coming up. Uh, when was the date on that again? Sorry, I don't want to. That's okay. Thursday, um, February 23rd, uh, the STEM Academy will be holding, hosting um, a blood drive for our community, and you're all invited to participate. Uh, preferred to sign ahead and register ahead just so that we can plan on you, but if a walk-in is the only appointment mm-hmm. that you can commit to, our hours are 8.30 to 10.30 for draw times, and then they'll start again at noon until 3, but that's Thursday, February 23rd at the STEM Academy on 16th Avenue. Yep. All right. Very easy to find. So Dr. Kreuter, is any uh, other things that you wanted to chat about here? We have about uh, 10 more minutes. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we missed or at all or? Well, I think, I think that it's, it's interesting to think about uh, this dynamic of back and forth between our blood donor community. Um, It's something that uh, right last month we were honoring our blood donors and saying thank you. Uh, This month we're reflecting on uh, how can we meet the transfusion needs of our minority patients better. Uh, And Kim and I have kind of shared with you some of the the efforts that we're doing to connect with our community. And and given this day and age, it seems like social media is is, uh, just such an imperative. you know, I'm reading books now about how, how do we manage our, our lives with this onslaught of information. And so this kind of highlights for us these efforts of having a blog to connect with our blood donors, having uh, our Facebook page to, to connect with our donors. And all of these messages and, and are meant to foster more communication. What are some challenges that people deal with on, on why they're not donating blood? We know that a lot of people are afraid of the needle stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just to remind people, we're, we're talking about something similar to when you get a blood draw for uh, in, in the hospital for a doctor's visit. Uh, that's sort of a, a quick pinprick, uh, and then we collect the blood. Um, it's a very short period of time. Uh, we've successfully collected <laughs> lots of people that have that have uh, fear of, mm-hmm. of needles. Um, I'm getting pretty good mm-hmm. about uh, you know uh, talking to people off to the side and and um, 
overcoming what these fears are that, mm-hmm. that folks have. Another one, or a challenge that we deal with is uh, obviously people aren't aware of parking or where our locations are. And so I think that these social media outlets give us an opportunity to engage with our community better. Listen to what what do we need to do as a, as a donor center mm-hmm. uh, to work better with our community. This is a relationship after all. It's mm-hmm. going to go uh, two ways. And um, historically, I think we've been very one way about that because uh, there hasn't been a convenient way to have uh, that communication. But certainly Facebook has blown the door wide open yes. on that. And, yes. and now we're getting, uh, you know, comments on stories. And, and certainly we like to understand uh, what sorts of um, what are you interested in about? Uh, what are you interested in learning more about mm-hmm. uh, with blood donation? Uh, because we want to help uh people realize what that need is. We want to keep this conversation going um, and and actually keep it going in a meaningful and interesting way. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk about uh, right now we're talking about some of these uh, genetic differences uh, between how our red cells look like and why it's so imperative that we've got a equally diverse donor population to meet our diverse patient population in the hospital. that may or may not be interesting uh, for folks, and we certainly want to uh, you know, provide the information that mm-hmm. people are interested in uh, and that people are engaging in. I, I'm going to interject here, Dr. Kreider. I think uh, um, something that we have talked about in our meetings often is how do we engage the community in um, not only in the knowledge that we need you, but also who doesn't like a friendly competition? Mm-hmm. We're always looking for, um, and we're trying to branch out into the community, um, say similar work areas, restaurants perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like you want to be an advocate for your restaurant, you believe in this, challenge another one. Get in touch with us for mm. these friendly competitions. Um, we have these neat plaques that we award you and mm-hmm. t- can take your team photo and let you know how many patients ultimately your your collections or your donations have helped. Um, it's just a fun way nice. to join together mm-hmm. and get that promotion both for your business and mm-hmm. also knowing that you're helping our, our patients on a whole. Right, and you do have some of those uh, at the schools. Do you do some of the blood drives at the schools like that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, in the summertime, we have the um, summer uh, pride Pride in July, it used to be called, mm-hmm. um, but now we've extended it all of June, July, and August for all the high schools. So we have a friendly competition among the larger high schools, the middle-sized ones, and the smaller ones, so that we can um, award them for their their participation over the summer when we're not able to go there with a unit, right? Um, or not a unit, a blood donor mm-hmm. uh, mobile on and the summer. So we invite them into our, our center. Well, and it's also a nice uh, educational tool because they are going to be the blood donors of the future too, you know, yep. to get them uh, educated when they're young and let them know and how much they're helping. So they will be donating blood hopefully for, you know, 50 years after that point when they're in high school or longer, hopefully. Absolutely. That's one of the things that we certainly take in consideration with our uh, high school uh, blood donors. We we actually have a special program to recognize those uh, that have uh, established this habit of uh, donating uh, at the time of their graduation. People, yeah, the people want to be appreciated. And I think just those things mean so much just to be acknowledged. People love to be acknowledged and say, hey, thanks, you made a difference. Because every single person that donates does make a difference in the big picture. Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. And that's going to lead me back to um, a closing ask again for the community, wondering if there are any stories out there that you would like to share with us. We put together an annual calendar every year where we highlight 
mm. uh, stories of recipients or donors. And so if you want to reach out to me, you connect with me at the Mayo Clinic Blood Donor Program. And I can give you that phone number, 507-284-4475. And just ask for Kim or one of the other recruiters. And we'd love to visit with you about your um, particular experience and see how we can best communicate that with our listening audience. Sounds wonderful. Now, why don't you give a web address or phone number for just the blood bank so that if anybody had any future questions or heard us today and wanted to say, hey, you know what, I'd like to become a donor, uh, how do they go about doing that, getting the hours and information? Absolutely. So to give us a call, our phone number is 507-284-4475. If you want to drop us an email, we're giveblood at Mayo. Edu. Uh, we said our blog uh, page is connect.mayoclinic.org slash pages, and then look for our blood donor program icon. And you can find us on Facebook at, when you search Mayo Donor, or sorry, Blood Donor Center Mayo Clinic. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for coming in today, Dr. Kreuter. He is the medical director for the Mayo Blood Donor Program. Thank you, Dr. Kreuter. Thank you so much, Julie. Yes, and then we also have Kim Schmidt. She is a, one of the recruitment coordinators. Thank you, Julie. It was a pleasure to be here again, and always oh, a joy to visit with you. Always nice. So I appreciate all the hard work that you do, and if you've considered donating blood, uh, that would be just excellent if you could do that. So we hope you uh, learned some new information today, and if you have an idea for a show or a topic that you'd like to share in the future, you can uh, reach out to me, and that's Julie Jones at iHeartMedia.com. Julie Jones at iHeartMedia.com, or feel free to call me at 507 288 3888. 507 288 3888. I hope you have a beautiful Sunday afternoon, and we look forward to talking to you again next Sunday on this iHeart radio station. Have a great day. like that car accident